Hi everybody, on this episode of Teens Convene, Teens Convene and Voicing Gen Z, a social advocacy account run by teenagers just like us in India, have a discussion about the role of women in religion. So sit back guys, enjoy. This is going to be a good one, I promise. Perfect. Great. So, hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to the Teens Convene podcast. I'm Baya Kinyagarov, one of the co-founders and co-CEOs of Teens Convene. And today I'm sitting here with two people from Voicing Gen Z to discuss women's rights and religion. Hi, everyone. I'm Trisha. I'm the co-director of the podcast department at Voicing Gen Z. And I'm really excited for today's conversation. Hello everyone, I'm Tenzin Pelki. I'm also the podcast co-director for Voicing Gen Z. I'm 17 years old and I'm from India. I really look forward to this conversation. Okay, so but I think before we move on to discuss anything else, we're going to be discussing your religion. And I think that it's really important for us, if we're feeling comfortable, to say what religion we're coming from and the religion that's popular in our communities and our surroundings so that our listeners understand where we're getting these opinions from so they understand the background. So I can go first. I'm Jewish and my community is Jewish, but I do have some friends who are Christian and Muslim and Buddhist. Right, absolutely. I'm a Hindu and I practice Hinduism, but I do have friends from, uh, who practice different kinds of religions, like Buddhism, Christianity, all of that. India is a vast country and it has all sorts of religions. So yeah, I have uh, many people from many religions around me, but for me, for myself and my community, we follow Buddhism. Great. So now we've sort of kind of established where we're getting all of our opinions from and what we're, what we've been exposed to. And based on that, and based on what you've seen, do you think that religion has held back women in some sort of way um yeah so for more in most cases i think religion has been a blocking factor when a woman chooses her desired path and while the world is developing and a woman's role plays an important part in the society unfortunately only those women who go beyond the religion label or the religion tag and who go beyond their who go out of their way to success to overcome uh, negative thoughts of being abused and restricted in the name of their respective religion are the ones who successfully are able to practice or, you know, uh, thrive in their desired path. With that, I would also say that uh, the study of uh, the Center for American Progress only uh, states that only uh, 12.5% an estimate value of the total population are chief financial officers in Fortune 500 companies. The rest of the women only have succumbed to lower level jobs for a living. And I think that's pretty unfair. And as per some religions, uh, men are more likely to dominate over women. And women are often considered as a lower caste member or, or less than men, resulting in them never really discovering their full potential. Yeah, I think that's about it. 
I think you brought up some really great points. And I think, because I had some curiosity about this, I think a lot of the three, a lot of religions basically state that a woman's job is childbearing or pleasing her husband, stuff like that. Um, but I can say for at least like Judaism, yeah, a big part of who a woman is, is childbearing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that she can't work. That doesn't mean she can't be a mom and also have a job. And I think that some people just saw that commandment that women are supposed to have children and said, okay, no, you can't do anything else. And that has been used to you know, hold back women. But I don't actually think that that was what was meant to be said. I think that it was interpreted in a sexist manner because that's what the view, the general view of society was and that influenced the way it was interpreted. I just wondering if there's like a similar concept or a similar situation for both of you guys when it comes to women and how your religious texts are interpreted for women. For me, I don't think that the religion, like my religion um, was made um, in a biased way towards men or anything. It's just that uh, times have evolved now and things are getting better when it comes to uh, women uh, choosing their own path and you know following their dreams and stuff like that. So I don't think that there, there is any connection, at least for me, uh, between religion and um, women specifically. But yeah, I have seen quite a few um, cases wherein it is that way. But don't, personally, I don't think my religion is like that. But my, I had an observation about religion and its interpretation. Um, and I was speaking with a couple of my other friends and we've been sort of kind of getting the Bible, we've sort of kind of coming to the conclusion that we don't necessarily think that a lot of these religions who are quote unquote sexist are actually inherently sexist. We think that it's because of the way it was interpreted, because those interpreters were influenced by society and society as a whole for a really long time was really sexist and still in a way still very sexist. So that society's view on women influence people who were interpreting their religion and their religious text and because of that they decided to interpret it in a sexist manner and that's why the religion came off as sexist but we don't actually think the religion itself is inherently sexist do you agree with that yeah right so i do agree with you here that the religion cannot be tagged or you know labeled as sexist because there may be a few people who are who are sexist, but you cannot um, say that the whole religion itself is sexist towards either whatever, like men or women, right? So, so I think sexism has its deep roots in human history, including most traditional, uh, most religious traditions, right? But sexism has also decreased over the years, and religions have made overall a lot of progress as depicted in the modern world, right? But traces of sexism still remain in the world, like you mentioned. So yeah, one concept could also be that religion was made by humans. So some would also look at it as uh, it's made by humans. It can also be cut out or eliminated by us itself. So I think the power is in our hands and we can't keep blaming the religion on every single thing, um, be it, be it uh, sexism or biases towards men or anything like that.
funny that you mentioned that religion was made by humans because I'm just gonna a little side note here I think there's a lot of religions out there who would be like wait what because I think for them yeah. they believe that religion was created by God I mean I I'm, I'm a Jew I think that we didn't create religion I think God created religion neither um, do I but it's just a concept that exists in the world that some yeah believe in. So I just wanted to mention that. I just wanted to mention that just so that nobody was listening and got like insulted or anything. We're respecting both beliefs here. Yeah, Um, these are just opinions. These aren't any facts. So please, guys. So we're going to move on to another thing I want to discuss that was, it's really big in politics right now and current events is what's happening in Afghanistan with the Taliban. The Taliban, as far as I know, is a group of people who are mainly driven by religion. So they say everything they do is for their religion. Um, but what's recently been happening is that women are basically being treated like garbage over there. Their faces are being covered up. They're banned from working. They really can't live their life anymore. They have to be accompanied everywhere. Lots of really bad things are happening to women there. And it's being done by the Taliban. And I think they're using their religion as an excuse or as a reason for what they're doing towards women and do you think that's right actually this was one of the topics i was uh, searching before and yeah i saw that the women there in taliban or afghanistan are being treated really brutally right now and it's basic more basically uh, they consider it as pure and they consider is something that needs that needs to prepare. But for as me, in my opinion, I really think that's wrong, because just in the name of religion, not letting women be who they are. Because after all, they are also humans. They also have like they also have like everyone else around this in the world has like the fantasies of doing this and doing that. But their women are being. A- exempted from all of these girls are also being thrown out of schools and they're being raped and then there are a lot of issues that mostly women are facing so i really think that it's wrong it's absolutely wrong there's no way that this act could be justified as for me that's what i think i think i really agree with you for like a, a general statement i don't think that religion should be used as a reason to commit commit violence or commit violations of human rights that's just because if you really think about it when human rights were created when we came up with the concept of human rights a lot of at that time a lot of people were influenced by religion we got these ideas from religion and then now it's the religion itself that's breaking it so i find that a little bit ironic but as a general statement i don't think that religion should be used as a reason to violate human rights so do you think that what is happening in Afghanistan is actually being done in the name of religion. Do you think they're just using it as an excuse, but in reality, it's really for power or something like that? It is true. or I mean, it's true, partially true. And because when they first tried to, uh, capturing Afghanistan and all the other places, they, they promised the people that they would restore peace and security and enforce the version of Sharia or Islamic law once in part. So, yeah, I think they're like using the religion in the name of name to justify whatever their actions are. Then speaking of human rights violations, um, there's a practice that's been happening for a really long time. 
towards women called female genital mutilation. Um, they certain sects of Islam and Christianity practice this, and it's they consider it like a circumcision for women. Um, and the problem with this, because in certain other religions, boys also have circumcisions. But the problem with this circumcision for women is that it's a harmful procedure for women, health-wise. So it harms their health, and people have a lot of organizations have considered it as a human rights violation. Do you think that this practice should be allowed to continue? And do you think that these sects who don't respect women for it and who don't listen to the rules, because in some countries it is illegal, for those sects of religion who don't follow the law and who still continue to practice it, do you think those sects should be allowed to practice their religion? So as for um, like outlawing the whole sect of Islam of whatever that religion is, we can't like outlaw ev the whole religion. But yeah, the practice of female genital mutilation can be outlawed. It is a practice, uh, it is a form of violence against women and girls that has been around for more than a thousand years. It's essentially the practice of partially cutting or entirely removing the female external genitalia so as to the reason women don't feel sexual pleasure or indulge in such activities before marriage. It also includes other harm or injury caused to the female genital organs as a result of any non-medical reasons. Religion isn't immortal, but the actions taken by its followers can be. In the case of female genital mutilation, and yes, I think that is immoral, and something I personally consider a basic human rights crime and needs to be outlawed. But uh, when I have to say about like, if a religion is practicing it, I cannot go against this religion or I cannot tell the whole group of person, people not to practice that religion. But yes, we can do some sort of things to eradicate something like this. You mentioned some great points, which sort of kind of make me feel like this practice is, again, a really sexist practice because why is it done? As you said, because they don't want women to feel sexual things before marriage. And it sort of kind of creates the narrative that women are like these sex crazy beings who can't control themselves. So you have to cut off parts of them so that they can, which is really a bad and wrong narrative because that's not the reality. And it's just, it's so wrong in the fact that women, like it's a double standard women are the ones who get pictured as this when men don't. When in some cases, there are people who would argue that men are more sexually drive than women are, yet they don't get this committed to them. So I really do believe that this practice is quite sexist. So now on to something else, who, something else that has also been in current events is the ruling of the EU court to basically ban or limit religious dress such as hijabs or hair covers on women in the workplace. So my first question to you is, their motivations for this, the reason why they think this is allowed, is because they want to represent a picture of neutrality to their customers, for the businesses, and because they also want to avoid conflict, conflicts that may be started by religion. Do you agree with this, with these motivations and with this ruling? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. So basically, it is a tradition for women, Muslim women, to wear dresses such as hijabs to cover themselves, but women are not forced to do so, right? 
So it is not considered sexist for Muslim women to be required to wear the hijab, but bans on religion clothing can also have led some women to give up their career completely. So I think that is incorrect. Um, with that, a ban on face coverings in France, which is upheld by the EU of human rights, led to fines for nearly around 600 women in less than three years for not for, for wearing hijabs or you know religious dresses. Um, I think that was targeted. I think it was targeted to both women and the religion. Um, it is true that the women women should be liberal to what they wear and should not be forced into uh, wearing in a certain type of clothing. But the desire to wear some, if they have a desire to wear a certain piece of clothing, I think I think they should be given the basic right to do so. And covering up or not covering up is simply a choice which the women should make for themselves and not anyone else is what I think. I think I really do have to agree with you on that point. I think that their motivations of representing neutrality, aside from the fact that it limits people from their religion, is one of the craziest, scariest things I've ever heard in my life. Because we, I thought that we had come to a point in the world and society where we were going to embrace people's you know, little quirks, little things, things that make them unique. And I guess we're not at that point because in now the EU court supporting actions that make us all have to suppress them. If they can make us suppress our religion and our religious dress, what else can they make us suppress? And it sort of kind of gives me this idea in my head if this ruling, if this court, if this motivations were to go a little bit further, like 50 to 70 years from now, everybody's going to be put in the workplace in great clothing with the same exact haircut and the same exact, you know, nail polish done with the same exact pants and clothing and everything so they can represent neutrality and avoid conflicts that may be triggered by anything with the customers. Like, it's just, it's a precedent that's going to be set that's going to be quite harmful in the future. And aside from the fact that it imposes on people's religious beliefs and their religious requirements it's a quite scary thought and ruling so before we have to run out of time to finish up just one more thing that you touched upon Risha and that is that this ruling I think a lot of people have written off as you know targeting women it's sexist targeting Muslim women and after doing some more research into the topic I don't seem to necessarily agree with this observation and I'm wondering if you do too after doing some research so it may not be targeted towards women or the religion or it might be but as of what I have read so far which is not much to be honest I think it could be both or it could be none of them but all that could just be one of the ways that they are thinking of practicing new Neutral, neutral, what is it called? Neutrality. Neutrality, yeah. Neutrality, right? So that is what I have to say about it. No strong opinions, nothing. I, I think I have to say that the ruling that the EU court made, I don't think it was targeting religion per se. I think it was specifically targeting 
religion because if you look if you look more into that ruling it limits religious dress so that would mean that um certain like Sikhs I'm pretty sure that Sikhs wear head turbans that means that and they're males males who wear head turbans and hair covers that means that they can't wear them to work it also means for Jewish women can't wear their hair covers work things that Muslim women can't wear their hijabs to work it it isn't just targeting women I think it's specifically targeting religion but I still think of the fact that this whole topic started on women which was targeting women because if just to do a little background basically two women were told that they couldn't wear their hijab or something along those lines at their workplace and their workplace defendants and know you have to take them off you can't wear them and this went to the court in their country and then that ruling was supported by the eu court they started off possibly as targeting women for their religion but it's ending in targeting religion that's what i think yeah i think that makes a lot of sense i do agree with you on this one Well, that's all we wanted to discuss, at least for me, um, in this podcast. Thank you, both of you, so much for answering all these questions and for the discussion. I think I really enjoyed it and I learned a lot. And for our listeners, please give us some feedback. Feel free to send us a message on Instagram uh, and check out our The Teens Can Be website. And the same goes for Voicing Gen Z. Check them out on Instagram. Um, and yeah, have a nice day, guys. Thanks, this was Thank really great. I had a lovely conversation with you today.